Right. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for being here. It is good to be together. Um, I'm hoping we are all well. Are we doing okay? Yeah? Some head nods going on there? That is good. I'm excited about today's lesson. Be opening your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. If you need a Bible, raise your hand, and one of the guys will bring one to you. We do believe you need to have the Word of God in your hands, and we do believe it helps with comprehension when you follow along in the Scripture and in the teaching. It definitely helps you in understanding, so we want to be unified in the Word of God. It is one of our uh, distinctives here at Calvary, just to focus on the Word of God. I'll wait till everyone gets a Bible. Thank you, Tim, for grabbing those for those who needed one. But be opening those Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to continue on in our series as we teach through the Lord's Prayer. Now, last week, we, we began part one, and we taught on one of the components of prayer, Father, and we'll get to that in a second. But as we continue on this series on the Lord's Prayer, I, I do want to say that there is a special challenge, I think, for any teacher, me, any teacher who decides they're going to teach on the Lord's Prayer. There's a special challenge that goes specifically along with this. And so as, you, as you've opened your Bible to Matthew chapter 6, turn your attention to verse 5. I want to show you something first, and then I'm going to explain to you what I'm talking about this special challenge. Look at verse 5 in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus says, when you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Did you see it? Did you see the struggle that is, is on the heart of any teacher whenever they speak of the Lord's Prayer. Look, my heart is to get you excited about the Lord's Prayer, but to get the attention off of me. I, I'm excited to teach it, but I do not want to draw attention to myself, and that is why I've never shared my personal prayer life with you ever before. I mentioned my prayer book last time. But that was the first time anybody here has ever seen it. But the scripture says you are not to be like the hypocrites, seen by men. Your reward is in full. Hypocrite. Reward in full. I want nothing to do with that. He says when you pray, you go in the inner room, you close your door, you pray to your father who is in, in secret, and your father who sees what is prayed in secret will reward you. Well, first off, church, I'm not the guy who made this outline, this system up. I'm just building on the foundation of other men. But I do, I, I'm telling you the truth, I do see the need in many people, the need to know that they can make contact with God, that they can have a personal, intimate relation with, with the God of the universe, the God who created all things, who's concerned about every event in the world and all the people, that God wants to have a personal relationship with you. He wants to hear from you as if you were the only person alive. I see this need in the church. 
that people are unaware that they can have this type of relationship. So it's a challenge, and I hope you recognize the struggle that you would focus in on the principles that I'll speak of and not the messenger. Now let me show you something before we get started. Open your Bibles and turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians 2, I have this little rubber thing on my finger because I'm going to be hitting a lot of Scripture tonight. And I want to read this verse to you. Paul's writing this to the Corinthian church, and look what he says. And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, Proclaiming to you the testimony of God, for I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words or wisdom, of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. This passage right here, I believe it just, it's the life first for many pastors, for, for many teachers, especially during a time of teaching through something like the Lord's Prayer. And this passage here that Paul speaks of, I think it really cuts to the heart of our time together. And I'm sure it was on the heart of the man who wrote Becoming a Man of Prayer, Bob Belts. Get his book. He could do such a, uh, such a better job than I can ever do of explaining the things that I learned from my own study and from his study. But my desire is that, as the Scripture says, my words would not be known, but the demonstration of the Spirit and the power of prayer. Amen? So that's the heart. So last week, we uh, looked at the first component of prayer. And tonight we're going to be looking at another component. We're looking at the Lord's Prayer as an outline. And last week we looked at Father. And basically I believe that the Lord's Prayer can be broken up into seven separate components or categories, if you will. Last week, Father, seeking to be in the presence of God. If you weren't here last week, I suggest you, you go back and you go into our website, Cheyenne.Church. You could either watch it or you could hear the podcast and you can kind of get the, the heart of what we were talking about in Father, the first component. Tonight we're going to be discussing Hallowed Be Your Name, where we're going to be directing our attention to God Himself. The third component of prayer is Your Kingdom Come. And I believe this is an invitation for us to ask God to intervene in our lives and in our world. The fourth component is give us each day. This is where we pray for provision. Component number five is where we is forgive us our sins. And this is where we experience forgiveness. And we'll get to all these later on um, in the month. Number six is deliver us, where we'll be developing spiritual protection. And then number seven, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Uh, final issues, we'll talk about that as we get there. I know some of your Bibles don't even have that last part of verse 13 in it. I've noticed that many Bible apps, in fact, none of them that I, that I have on my phone have it. And so we'll get to that. We'll address that as we move on. But tonight we're going to be discussing 
hallowed be your name. And I'm excited about this part. But in Father, in the first component of prayer, we ask God to empower us to pray, if you remember. And if you, if you recall how we spoke about the importance of positioning yourself before God. And before you even pray, it's this concept of we need to pray to pray. We ask God to empower us, to intervene in our lives. We ask God to enable us. And we specifically ask God to make it a quality time and help us to focus because we have that internal monologue that's always going on, distracting us in prayer. I even asked you to ask God specifically for a certain amount of time that He would allow you to pray. The fact is we don't even know how to pray in a way that's pleasing to Him and beneficial to us. The Bible tells us that that the Spirit intercedes for us with groans that our words cannot express. So we position ourselves by acknowledging our, our powerlessness, even to pray. And then we move on to the most important part of Father, that's relationship. It's what most people don't understand too often in prayer, that prayer is about relationship. And we are to focus on the relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we're asking the Holy Spirit to... Fill us with the reality of His presence, to fill us to overflowing, to help us while we pray, that it would be meaningful and real. And we focus in on the relationship with the Son. And we have to get our minds wrapped around the idea that Jesus is more than just our Lord and our God, but He's also our brother. <laughs> He's also our friend. And there's it's great to let your mind marinate in the idea of those relationships, the relationship of a brother, the relationship of a friend. And the Scripture tells us, if you do what I say, you are my friend. Those who are made holy and those who make men holy are of the same family, that he's a brother. And then most importantly, we focus in on father, the, the father-son, father-daughter relationship of intimacy. It was Jesus who first said, Abba, who called, oh, Father God, as they used to say in the Old Testament. He said, Daddy. He prayed with intimacy, and it's unique for us because we've been adopted as children into the family of God, and by Him we cry, Father Abba, an intimacy with God. And that's what we learn in the first component of prayer, that prayer is about relationship. Prayer is about positioning. Prayer is about intimacy. And you can have that. You have to work at it. You have to visualize it. You have to feel it. You have to desire it and want it. And you can achieve it. Intimacy. Now tonight, hallowed be thy name. And I'm super excited about this section of prayer. Sometimes in when, I'm, when we're praying, I, I just love just hitting this section. Sometimes you can go long, sometimes you can go short in this section. So I'm excited to talk about this. Let's go ahead and back to Matthew 6. Let's go ahead and read the Lord's Prayer. Verse 9. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Seven components of prayer that we can focus on. 
but maybe one of the most important is hallowed be your name. Now, if Father was about getting started, hallowed be your name is about getting focused. This is where we, we focus our attention on God himself, that we block out everything else. We've gotten position. We've asked God to help us to pray. We focused in on our personal relationship and intimacy with the Father. And now it's time to learn some more about his character, his nature, his heart by going through his names. Probably the most important thing to remember is his name itself. The name above all names. And I love beginning whenever I pray through the Lord's Prayer. When I come to this section, I love praying Psalm 100 verse 4. Now I'm going to do like a quick hit of a bunch of scriptures. So you could either try to follow along, but for time's sake I'm just going to hit them. Or you can just listen in and go back. But Psalm 100 Verse 4, I love beginning, hallowed be your name with, this, with this, these words. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and its courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I love starting the prayer off when I say, Father, hallowed be your name. Let me enter your courts with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. Father, let me honor you, exalt you, and magnify you today. And that's what prayer is about, especially in his name. It's about honoring God, exalting God, magnifying God. That's why the prayer starts out, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. The attention is on Him, not on me, not on us. It's about honoring God and magnifying Him. But I am so surprised often how we take the Lord's name for granted. Let me show you some scriptures that are going to blow you away. Scriptures that I saw, I was just moved. And again, I'm just going to hit some scriptures. Now, one thing I do want to emphasize, I, when I became a Christian, I used the NIV. And one of my most wonderful Bibles is the 1990 Thompson Chain version of the NIV. In fact, I learned how to pray, pray through the NIV. I learned memory scripture for the NIV. Whatever is dear to you. If you use the King James Version, it's about intimacy. It's what makes you feel closer to God. Use that. If it's the NLT or the New American Standard or ESV, use that Bible. Mark the scriptures down in your Bible. Every time you come across them, you will be reminded of prayer. One of the most important passages that helped me to understand how important the name of God is Psalm 138. Now just listen to this, verses 1 and 2. And again, this is the 1990 NIV version. It may read a little bit different in yours. But David says, I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I will bow down toward your holy temple and will praise your name for your love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. What? David is equating God's name and his word on the same level. Now, there's been debate as to God's name is more important or God's word, and which, look, forget all that. They're both up there. Now, here at Calvary, we're all about God's word. It's one of our distinctive expositional teaching, verse by verse teaching. We love the word. We believe a healthy fellowship is based on 
everybody knowing the word, the full knowledge of the full counsel of God's word. So we teach through the whole Bible. But the Bible teaches God's name is just as important as his word. And yet so many people aren't aware of that. They, they don't know the names of God. The name above all names, Yahweh. It means I am. I cause all things to be. I will be who I will be. Tonight is just basically going to be a talk about prayer time. A prayer book. I asked you to start a prayer book. It's, it's super important and it's personal. And I want to hit a couple scriptures in Exodus 3, verse 14. Such a cool scripture where God approaches Moses. You know the story. God said to Moses, I am who I am. Well, let me back up, verse 13. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and I say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. They will ask me, what is his name? What should I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. The Israelites I am has sent you. It's the only name that makes sense. Bob doesn't make sense. Right? Tim, it doesn't, make, it doesn't make sense. The only name that makes sense is I am. I am who I am. Tell them I am sent you. That I cause all things to be. Psalm 135, listen to this one. Psalm 135 in verse 6. It says, the Lord does whatever pleases Him. In the heavens and on the earth, in the seas and all their depths, He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with rain and He brings out the wind from the storehouses. God is, did I lose my slide? Yeah. God is exalted his name above all things. That's the NIV version. The New American Standard says, for you have magnified your word according to your name. God says, I can do what I want. He says, the Lord does whatever pleases him. Such an important concept to understand about God. His name is the name above all names. How important it is. But after you focus in, as you begin your prayer on who God's name, what God's name is, Yahweh, then it's time to think about the other names of God. Look, this is important to understand. God's word explains to us who God is. But God's name reminds us of who God is. You following me? Yeah, we need the word. The word teaches us who God is. But every time we hear the names of God, it reminds us of who God is. Such an important aspect. Another thing to think about, about the name of God, it's in the Ten, Ten Commandments. It was lifted up so high. Do not use the Lord's name in vain. It's in the Ten Commandments. It's in the original law. There's so many things about God's name. Yahweh, the name above all names, the Ten Commandments, exalted above all things. And then there's this great verse here where God's name would be on His people. Uh, let's see, number 6. This is cool. Number 6, verse 27. We're about to be in Numbers. As soon as I get done with this series, we're going to start the book of Numbers. And I love this. In verse 22, 
of number six. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. This is cool. God comes to Moses. He goes, Moses, you tell the priest. You tell the priest to bless the Israelites in this way. You are to say to them these things. The Lord bless you and keep you. You are to go on and you say these things so that they will put mine, so that you, the, the priest will put my name on the people. And then I will bless them. God's name is so important as part of the Ten Commandments. It's the Lord of Lords that's exalted above all things. And God's name is on His people, and the result is we would be blessed. These are things that we don't think about when it comes to prayer. Lifting up God's name, magnifying God in a powerful way. Amen? Now, I love thinking about the names of God. And uh, we're going to talk about six or seven names and one of the most important names to consider when you're praying through the names of God is the Lord of Salvation. The Lord of Salvation. And the Lord of Salvation really has a couple parts to it. And a couple things that I want to share with you about that. The first thing is Yahweh Yeshua. I mean, it's Jesus. But in the Old Testament, they said Yeshua. Jesus is the Lord of Salvation. Some great scriptures to think about is Mark or Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. It's the story of Mary when she's having Jesus. And it says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? Jesus himself in John 14, verse, verse 6 said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is the Lord of salvation. And every time we think of his name, we think of these things. We think of salvation. It's a reminder of who Jesus is. There's other names that help us, that remind us that Jesus is the Lord of salvation, and that is Yahweh Sinkinu. It's a name that's in the Bible. The Lord is righteousness. Now, this is cool because the Lord is righteousness. What it helps us to understand is Jesus shows us the right way. That Jesus leads us down paths of righteousness. We didn't know the right way beforehand. We have a living example, the living Bible, Jesus Christ alive, and how to do it the right way. The Bible teaches us what's right and it shows us what's wrong. Jesus shows us. Jesus is just. He is the Lord of righteousness. That the righteous will be justified. The righteous will be shown justice for things done to them. The wicked will get what they deserve. Yahweh Sinkinu. There's another great name to think about when you're in this area of prayer. You're saying, hallowed be your name, Lord. Thank you for being uh, your name, Yahweh. Thank you for Yahweh um, Yeshua, thank you for the name Yahweh Sinkinu, and thank you for the name Yahweh Menkadesh. Hallowed be your name. That means the Lord who sanctifies you. Now, we've learned as we've just come out of the book of Leviticus in chapter 20 and verse 7, 
that the Lord said, I am holy and I call you to be holy. That the Lord sanctifies us. He sets us apart. He makes us holy. He makes us pure. He keeps us sinless. And when we say we have a way to be purified of sin, that's what the whole sacrificial system was teaching us. It was all pointing to Jesus and His name. Yahweh Men Kadesh is the Lord who sanctifies. And there's just some great names to pray through as you're going through this. And one of my uh, probably favorite names to pray about is one that you will enjoy as well. It's Yahweh Shama. The Lord is present. This is such a good place to just let your mind... As you're praying, think about the presence of God in your life. Every time when I was in my darkest time, I think about the time when I was struggling with addiction, when I didn't know the Lord. He was present. When I was saddened, when I was depressed, He was present. From my greatest victory to my worst defeat, he was always there. He was present. I let my mind roam and I think about the triumphs, the failures, the joys, the sadness, sometimes the toughest things in my life. And to know that God pulled me through. When I couldn't walk, He carried me. The footprints in the sand thing. Yahweh Shama, how would be your name for being present? I love to let my mind just go free. And I find myself praying Scripture as I'm praying for God's presence. And I love thinking about um, Scripture, Hebrews 13, verse 5. Such a cool Scripture to remind us of things. So Scripture reference is so important in helping us to understand the Lord's character and His name. Hebrews 13, whoops, too far. Verse 5 says this. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Again, this is saying in your darkest hour, the Lord was there when you were struggling with bitterness and you were struggling with anger and you were trying to overcome and you were praying, the Lord was there. He was seeing it. He was proud of you. He knows you're trying. He's encouraging you. Keep going. When you came and you said, Pastor, I'm hanging on by a fingernail. And I smiled and I said, that's good. And you didn't understand. I'm saying hanging on means you didn't let go. And it's because the Lord was present in your life. The Lord was pushing you through and pulling you through. When your foot had almost slipped and you've fallen into the pit, it was the Lord who was present, Yahweh Shama, who was pulling you through. The Bible tells us in Matthew 1 that His name Emmanuel means God is with us. It's a promise of His presence that the Lord has given us the ministry of the Holy Spirit to come alongside of us, para, to live in us, in, and to overflow from us to come upon us, epi. Such an amazing ministry that the Lord is always with us. Let your mind just get lost in God's presence, knowing that He is always thinking about you, and so you should always be thinking about Him. One of my favorite um, ways to pray is I'm praying through the name of God. I just say, Lord, hallowed be your name. 
I praise you. I thank you, Yahweh Shama, for always being present in my life. And I thank you for being the Lord who is my shepherd, Yahweh Rohai. Let's turn to Psalm 23 and read it together. Now, again, I'm reading out of the NIV because it's dear and near to my heart. So you may be reading out of a different version. But we all know this psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness. For his name's sake, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Let's just stop right there for a minute. One of the most amazing ways to think about prayer is when you're praying and you're thinking of God's name, think about what a shepherd does. A shepherd protects the flock. A shepherd is a provider. A shepherd leads his sheep. He says, you, you lead me beside quiet waters. You make me lie down in green pastures. He's a provider. A shepherd is a guide. He leads us down paths of righteousness. He shows us the way. What I love about a shepherd is they don't beat the flock. They don't prod the flock. They lead. We know his voice and he knows our voice. And when we start to stray, he rings us in. He doesn't beat us with that staff. He leads us with that. He is our protector. We are comforted by his mighty rod and staff. He is the restorer of our souls. All of us have wandered. And when you've made it back, it literally is the Lord who is your shepherd pulling out that staff and grabbing you by the neck and leading you back in. He protects us from ferocious wolves. And I let my mind go through this process of thinking about all the ways a shepherd protects me and guides me and honors me and knows my voice and leads me the right way. And understand that he is a good shepherd and he is that Jesus is the source of our security in him. So it's just a cool thing to be thinking about as you pray through the names of God. I like praying through Yahweh Jireh. Hallowed be your name, Lord. Thank you for being the Lord who provides. And I love just letting my mind wander thinking about all the ways. Such a good time for you to let your mind go and think about all the times that the Lord has provided. You could pray an hour just on that alone. But the thing is, we always remember the times he wasn't there. Concentrate. Focus in on all the times he was there, even in, the, even in discipline. It was the Lord leading you to a new pasture, to a better place, the way the Lord has provided. Jehovah Jireh. It's a promise. He's a good provider, and he's a provider of good. I love thinking about his name, Yahweh, Arope. People say it differently. He is the Lord who heals you. I love thinking about this, this, this name, the Lord who heals us. Now, most of the time we think about healing, we think physical. We think about physical healing. But what about the times he doesn't heal us? Look, it's so much more than a physical healing. There's emotional, there's spiritual, there's relational and I love thinking about the times before I was a Christian, how broken my relationships were, how broken my emotional state was, and he healed it. 
He healed bitterness. He healed anger toward people in my heart. He helped me to learn to forgive. I love saying, Lord, hallowed be your name. Thank you for being Yahweh Rope, the Lord who heals us. And he's given us gifts of healing. He's given us the gift to heal other people's emotionally, relationally, spiritually. And some people actually get the gift of physical healing. So I love allowing that to, to just absorb inside my soul as I'm praying through the names of God. Yahweh Rope, the Lord who heals you, this promise, these gifts. It's a great time to think about the Lord is victory. Yahweh Nisi. The Lord is my banner. Thinking about we've already won. That we already have victory. God wins. We already know the end of the story. And I love thinking the Lord is my banner. I love thinking like I'm waving the banner above my head and it just brings me a peace. I'm waving that banner. I'm just showing it to the world. The Lord is my banner. We won. It's a promise of victory. The source of the victory, of course, is Jesus. We have freedom from failure. No weapon forged against you, Lord, will prevail. And you find yourself just getting lost in victory because the Lord is victory. And all of these names lead to another favorite name of God, Yahweh Shalom, the Lord is peace. The Lord is peace. That we can have a peace of God with a wholeness and a contentment, a harmony that comes with being one with God, a sense of well-being, a satisfaction, and knowing that we have His blessing. And the source of the peace, again, is Jesus, that we receive His blessing. I love thinking of His promise, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. I've often felt bad for people who have cursed me, thinking, we better be careful there, because I know God's promise here is, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. I get the greatest peace of God when I think about His covenants, His promises. I stand on God's promises. I've memorized God's promises. I love thinking about God's promises, His promise of salvation, Yahweh Yeshua, His promise of sonship, Father Abba, His blessing, I will bless those who bless you, His provision, Jehovah Jireh, Yahweh Jireh, His presence, Yahweh Shammah, His prosperity, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. For victory. Yahweh Nisi. These promises that I hold on to, that you hold on to, that we hold on to, bring us peace in our lives. And after I go through these names of, these, these names of God, as you go through that, your heart will start to soften in a way that's hard to explain. And you'll start to focus in on the nature of God. And it's revealed through Jesus, and we understand that the nature of God and His character is holy and righteous and just and infinite and all, all uh, omnipresent. He's everywhere, all-knowing, omniscient, omnipotent, sovereign, he, wise. You start to know the character of God as the names remind you, as you put the Scripture on the tablet of your heart, you begin to change and you start to learn the heart of the Lord is mercy, that the heart of the Lord is, is grace, that the heart of the Lord is kindness and 
and caring and good and not what the world tells you, mean and stay away and so the opposite. One of the most amazing things about prayer is that we can engage our God. And God's names remind us of who God is. I'm going to invite Patrick back up. I want you all, I don't know how you felt during their 10 minutes of prayer. Maybe it was a struggle for you just to do 10 minutes. Last week I hoped and I prayed that you would try to pray through the components of prayer for just 10 minutes. Just 10 minutes. Well, now I'm giving you another component of prayer. How would be your name? Let's pick it up five minutes. Just pray through the outline, if you, the, the seven components. Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13, that's your outline. Pray about Father. Pray about His names. 15 minutes. Relationship, guys. God's names remind us of who God is. Let's get to know our daddy. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God in heaven, I thank you, Father, for this time just to briefly talk about your names. And God, again, I, I struggle with sharing some of the things just because I keep saying I. I get lost and, and yet I'm excited about what you've done in my life and I love praying this way and I love praying about this name. But Father, please help us to look past that and substitute you in all things, Father. Thank you for this time to, to pray, um, to think about prayer. Thank you, Father, for your name that you have exalted above all things, your name and your word. Father, thank you and soften our hearts that we would be more desirous of understanding you through your names. Now, there may be so many more names that other people know. Amen. Help them to incorporate these things. Help them to add if they'd like. But Father, help us to desire you more and more each and every day. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. Thank you for this time. In Jesus we pray. Amen.